I have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. First leg, Warren. I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another edition of the Two Units Podcast. Big episode for your ears today. We've got specs across four states, including that Group One up there at Eagle Farm. Also got Salt and Supper, Pack Your Nags, our unit of the week. And as always, we round out the show with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me, as always, is the great man, the Sultan, formerly the Sultan of Sydney, now the Sultan of three states. Mr. Nick Foote, nice to be here, mate. And is that a, is that a Jack Grealish old top you got on there or who you got there? I reckon who Jack, you rocking? Jack Grealish would have been, I reckon, just a twinkle in his father's eye when this <laughs> yeah, top. Yeah, it is um, quite retro, yeah, isn't it? it is yeah, a, yeah, it's a real sort of, yeah, real sort of 90s setup, I yeah. think, this one. Yeah, a little villa nice, operation. Mate. Thanks, man. How's not, things? Yeah, good. Not been a great week as a Liverpool supporter, but at least we got the ticker tape parade for a couple of local trophies as yeah. well, which was nice. I think this this Villa top is serving as some clickbait for some Liverpool fans that I know follow us as well. So it's with the uh, Villa choking the city on yeah. the final day. But you rats. Yeah, <laughs> you rats. Uh, mate, um, do you want to get into the supper straight off or what? I reckon I'm hungry. This fresh, delicious, tasty meaty turkey filled cold cut combo i eat three every day to help keep me strong and keep you strong it does happy and the sultan supper is where we celebrate great performances from the week gone by and salts i'm going to kick one off and i'm going to keep it racing specific early nice and, and then i'll take over and, <laughs> yeah. and, and derail it yeah you're going to derail the segment as usual but mate Lethal Leith Innes is getting a seat this week, the uh, Kiwi jockey who rode Pinarello in the Queensland Derby and uh, straight after the race gave it the old, that'll do me, catches later at 44 years of age. Yeah, he's, he's lucky he wasn't riding a Chinarello, which are the fake Pinarellos that they make in China. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, it probably would have snapped in half, yeah. but that was good. Lethal yeah. Lee. Yeah, I like that. Just you go, said a derby's enough for me. I think he's won six group ones in Australia and, uh, yeah, stack over there, 40-odd over there and over the Dutch. But, yeah, uh, yeah great, great work to come over and, and win that race. So he gets a seat at the supper this week. What do you reckon? DJ Lethal, bring it on! <laughs> He's not taking it to the Matthews Bridge, though, is he? (laughs) No, no. You don't retire at the Matthews Bridge. (laughs) Mate, I'm bringing Carrie Bickmore's husband. Mm. So Carrie Bickmore was on a work Zoom or Google Meet or whatever the hell it was. And her husband has walked in the background of the Zoom while all her (laughs) colleagues are on. You're joking. Completely starkers. Now it was for. Oh, the, I haven't heard this. No, so it was for the ABC. Try this on for size. Cop this. The other people that were in the work conference mm. have been offered counselling <laughs> for having seen Carrie's husband naked. Now, what I want to know is <laughs> how big is this lap hog <laughs> that they need counselling? Yeah, what's he packing there? He's, like, he's either packing or he's got a micro because you don't need counselling for just the average size male appendage. <laughs> Did they just like hang on the line? Like, I mean, a it's that's an error. Like, we've been doing this for three years. Like, mm. sort it out. Like, end the call. Apparently, whatever. it wasn't the first time either. 
But he's a bit of a nerdist. Who's who's <laughs> sitting on the other end going, we'll just hang around and see what happens here. Like show some respect. Surely you're just surely you're just ending the call. I'm hanging around. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, then you get yeah. free counselling. Yeah, true. You go there for seeing Carrie Bigmore's husband, Schwang, and then you talk about what happened in your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so he can come along because he's been unfairly labelled, I, I think. And, you know, I'm bringing someone else along. I'm bringing my doc along. I went to the doc the other day. And firstly, the receptionist calls me and says, David, for Dr. Such and Such, he walks out and says, that's the sultan to you. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's so good. And then he's and then he says he's a he's a big listener. So that my doc can come along. How good's that? How good. So I'm I'm on the books now at my local doctor's as as the sultan. Excellent. Yeah. Outstanding. That's, that's brilliant. The goal regulation says a word. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. I see no finger paintings you bring home and they suck. I'm calm. Assaults, pack in ags time, and I tell you something I'm not calm about. I was over in uh, I was over in the west last weekend, and uh, Saturday morning I headed down to Scarborough Beach, and uh, beautiful weather over there in Perth, and I stumbled across an outdoor fitness class, and I'm I'm all for fit, like I'm all for trying different fitness. Things. Mm. You know, we've we've done and we've done the yep. F45s, the Pilates. We've tried them all, you right? You got a door, you got a gym. You do, you do, you, and you you know you find what's right and what works for you. But something that's obviously working for some people and it wasn't working for me on my walk past was I saw a it was called U Jump. I've not heard of this. And basically, they were in like this auditorium type set tiered setup on the uh, on the beach down there at Scarborough and yeah, every, I, know, I know what you're talking about yeah every person had like one of those miniature circle trampolines that you get when you're a kid yeah, and okay. they've got a pole in front of them and they jump up and down at different paces for an hour and it was just some of it was just some of the most horrific shit I've ever witnessed, Jeez, to be fair. So how would your carvies go? <laughs> I don't know. Jeez, but I've, I might have taken a real sort of creepy video from afar. <laughs> You're good at those. I'll pop that up on our Insta and I'll let I'll let the unit army decide if that should be packed in. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm packing it, mate. It's got to go. You jump. <laughs> see you later. What else you got, mate? Uh, oh, You're next. I am next. Sorry. Can this guy read run sheet or what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, haircuts. So... I got a I got a little trim. I got a little Bob Trimboli today, and <laughs> I headed over. And I love I love the barbershop setup of just turn up until it's your turn, mm. until there's five people in front of you. Yeah, and there was just a guy there today who was sixty five, and his feathers were hanging on for dear life, and he was getting real picky, asking about certain things like, "Mate, just get out of the chair, just just get rid of it. It's my turn." <laughs> so I want to send the haircut cues yeah. back and. But, I- I hate when you go there and then there's like, you're not sure who's next. Mm. It's It gets awkward. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Have, I actually got in a conversation with my barber too around like worst haircuts you've ever had. And he said he rocked like the old Brazilian Ronaldo with like the fringe just at the, the front. Just the, the front fringe feathers. at the front. Oh my he God. rolled that out one week. and Reverse rat tail. Yeah. I can't believe I must feel comfortable with my barber because I opened up. When I was like eight or nine salts, this is, this is actually humiliating. I went to the barber and I thought I was I was an absolute little tip rat and I asked to get uh, I asked to get a Nike tick shaved into no, the back you, of my no head. You didn't. Yeah, mate, I was oh, that kid. Absolute billboard. I was a tip rat. You're I thought I thought it was sick. 
And they actually did it. Yeah, they that's did it. That's pathetic. Yeah, it's so crap. I, I had a bowl cut, but that's nothing on a Nike tick. <laughs> People used to have the Nike tick earrings as well, like come off it. But speak, speaking of... Oh, you didn't. Come on. Oh, yeah. Mate, speaking of haircuts, what I can't copy is people that get haircuts and you've done it mm. just then and then you just go on with your day. Mm. I have to have a shower. Yeah, after I, I usually do too. I usually wear a diff- I wear a, a different t-shirt to the haircut that I'm going to be wearing later because I just can't stand like one single hair. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. that's why I changed into the villa Oh, type. yeah. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Hey, I'm sending something packing. Ads in your Gmail. Now, there's one place... That's sacrilege. I understand we're all signed up to different mailing lists and things like that, and you can opt out of them, and it's it's not easy. You got to scroll right down, unsubscribe, whatever. But there's something and some place that should just be free from advertising, and it's your email. It is your email. Someone needs to find it. Someone needs to give it out. You give it to someone. It's about contacting stuff personally. You choose what you get in your email, basically. So ads popping up in your Gmail get stuffed. Yeah, like I'm a hundred percent with you. I reckon I spent half a day unsubscribing from things that yeah. I haven't subscribed to. But, but a even few weeks like back. the subscription stuff, like now there's just actually ads. They're labeled ads. Yeah, I've seen like those. They in, sit in, in your a app. Diff- they sit in yeah. a different tab. Yeah, get they're out. No good. Yeah, they're no good. Yeah, agreed, mate. Um, good addition <laughs> back yeah. in ags. Good versatile today like just sort of all over the shop Mm. but how about we go to a break come back and we'll talk about some serious stuff top sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest it's best of the best multis your top odds are guaranteed just place a best of the best multi across any saturday metro meeting to score yourself the top flux or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg how's that for top dollar Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best not available WA races. Gamble responsibly. It is time now for Salt Specs, brought to you as always by Top Sport. And we're previewing uh, programs across four states this week. We've got really tough card at Flemington. Uh, we're back on the parks track in Adelaide. Going to look at a couple of races at Rose Hill and a couple of races up there at Eagle Farm, including the Group 1 Queensland Oaks. And Salts, as always, no bias, but let's kick things off in Victoria. Let's do it, mate, to Flemington. And it's no secret that we love this track here at the units. And the track will be in the soft range. The rail's nine metres. What's interesting, the wind is north, northwesterly. So in the circle races, as they're rounding for home, that smacks them in the face. And I think it'll be hard to lead. I think in particular in those circle races, some off-speed cover is going to be an advantage. So I've looked for a couple of horses. Well, I've only had one bet in, in the circle races, which I'll get to later. But the two I've looked at are down the straight. And I'm not sure that that win will be as big an impact, but a little bit of cover wouldn't hurt. Well, me too, mate. The only races we are tipping there today are straight races at Flemington. And we're going to kick things off in race two, which is the next generation sprinters to your Philly Open handicap over the 1100. Yeah, I like when you're bound for home. I'll have 0.85 units. I just think she's a good price based on what she did first up and, and the ease of which she did it at Ballarat. So Declan Bates was on board and he barely moved a muscle on her over 1,100 metres. And she ran some six-odd lengths faster than the other maiden that was the race prior that day. And the thing I loved about her going from a circle race to now a straight race is she's very professional. She just did everything right. The jockey barely touched her, but she was just so 
relaxed and, and looked like she'd been there, done that before. And, and when you're going down the straight, you know, in particular against some other horses that haven't even had any race experience, I think quite often in these two-year-old races, I know they're late season two-year-olds now, but it, it's, it's often the most professional horse that's going to win. So I think the experience is on her side. I love the way that race rated in, compa- in, in relation to some other nags in this race that have sort of only just matched that. And yeah, I think she goes towards the front and he's going to be very hard to beat. I'll have 0.85 units just because of the ambiguity about some first starters, but I, I think she should be favorite. Yeah. So what's, sorry, what was your knock on the Kennywell runner that Lobb's favorite here? Oh, is it pronounced Dussay? Deuce. Yeah, this. Well, that the, my knock is that it, it came out of that warnable two-year-old race, which was always going to be a decent form race, won by Bubble Palace. And then it improved to win at Geelong. But my knock is, so it's improved three or four lengths from start one to start two and won well. Well, then the race that Bound for Home won rated virtually exactly the same and that was start one with plenty left in the locker so she's the one that i feel start one to start two is is open for more improvement that deuce has already had the advantage of a second up run and and being able to improve so i think bound for home's got got more scope to improve after just the one start all right that's bound for home 0.85 of a unit at 550 but the yep. one thing for certain is that we have absolutely butchered deuce's name that's the only certainty i think on oh, the program yeah whatever what <laughs> come on come on lloyd come on lloyd uh race five so it's <laughs> lloyd <laughs> race five another straight race it's a benchmark 70 over the 1100 yeah i'm gonna back two here i'll back mask up for 0.85 units and i'll back diamonds for 0.65 units but we're just not sure where she's going to go. She's also accepted in Adelaide. I really hope they come to Flemington because I think this race sets up much better for her. Mask up rattled home in race faster splits in an on-pace affair here last start. And I think just with that that straight track experience now, it doesn't have to get as far back as, as it did last start. It, it sort of missed a kick a little bit. And drawn barrier 10, I think it can just pick its lane there. And for Harry Coffey, and, and, and I think he can can win this race really i thought he he rattled home last start and he can do so again from a little bit closer and i don't i don't think the ground will be all too big an issue one on soft five you know flemington's a good training track will be in the soft range diamond's the other one now she's a mare if you put a line through her last start she rates right in the finish now she was very wide last start in a group three race run by sarah des and I think we can forgive that. She was really good. She hammered home behind Garze Grise first up over a thousand meters at Morfordville on the soft five track. And the splits there were excellent. And you look prior to that, she ran at Flemington and then, then spelled and had that run on the Morfordville parks. But that run at Flemington was actually a career peak and she was excellent in that race. And, and that was over 1100 meters. So same, same track, same distance. And I think barrier 19, I think they'll just use all, all the track in these straight races. No issue. Gets a two off for Josie Richards and, and can run a race. So we've got mask up uh, at $5. We've got 0.85 on that. And then we've got diamonds at $7.50 and 0.65 of a unit. Yeah, on shop diamonds. around. Shop around as well. Yep. you get better than that. Like yep. it. Hey, uh, race nine is another uh, handicap down the gut salts, and I've got a little one by three play here, and uh, that's Dragonstone uh, by Mark Newnham's got some a little bit of nice placement going on here, I reckon. So six weeks between runs for for this three year old, and he's bumped into Andermatt prior to that for his last two, 
and uh, then ran into a Thelric prior to that. So he's been absolutely godolphined, this guy, um, in the last three starts. Drawn 17 here, so I think we'll be later in that day, we'll be absolutely rattling home under the uh, under the grandstand there. Might run over Matty Hill's toes. Um, yeah, favourite looks smart in this race. Like, we spoke about it off off air prior to the show. Um Passive, Passive aggressive, aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Look smart and we'll bowl along in front. But hope I'm just hoping a couple of the non-fancies might just not let him have it all his own way up there on top of the speed. Um, and I think Dragonstone's a really good one by three play at eleven bucks, and you'll get over three bucks for the place as well. So that's my tip in race nine, Saltsy. Lovely. Morphville Parks this week. So have we you sort of spoke about carnival fatigue last week but you're interested in playing a few this yeah. week so there's, is, a, there's is, a couple of races but the hangover only go for a week or? Nah, they're, they're still hungover yeah they're still hungover <laughs> don't get me wrong but there's a couple of races worth a bet hey, the rails three meters and, and it's it's going to be soft or heavy there on the day because there's rain on the day and there's a strong re- westerly so maybe sitting one off might be an advantage but i, I don't expect them to be swooping or anything like that the first race I'm interested in, mate, is race one. It's for the two-year-olds, a benchmark 60 out over 1,200 metres. And I like one here, Birdies Galore, who fronts up for the red-hot Paddy Payne yard. And she was excellent beating the older horses on debut there at Donald and ran similar time to the 64 same day and was much quicker than the 58 on the same day. And what she did there was was just win dominantly and, and look like to have plenty in the locker. So I think 1,200 metres at at Morfordville Park's track is, is going to be no issue. And in her lead up to this the the debut, she skipped through a soft seven to win her lead up jump out in really impressive fashion. So I don't think that this ground is, is going to hold any fears for, for this horse or connections. And like it's three bucks. It was, it was three bucks 40 or something before one out for the McAvoys came out, who I just thought was no chance and, and was too short. But then it's sort of, refound its price at three which mm. i think's a decent bet there's there's been some support for the one of the kavanaugh runners first up there with will price on for rose that's a two-year-old colt so you know wary of that but birdies galore she's got the runs on the board it's 1250 by the way and yeah i just getting I in it's very hard to getting bet. in at 53 and a half with the ch- the changi claims yeah pretty nice too yeah, exactly. and you talk about the hot Payne yard that's what 10 winners in the last five days for Paddy Payne around yeah. Australia that's bloody unbelievable that's low flying yeah. so yeah um certainly wouldn't tip any of the listeners out following that stable at the moment Salts mm-hmm. uh race six mate it's a benchmark 60 over 1400 and you got a little value play do you here as well yeah more shots mate shots hey this nag was very good beaten this trip last start that was her second run for the new yard and this time last year have a look at her form she strung three together and and did so posting good figures and and the figure she ran last start sort of mimicked what she did when she found form this time last year so i think she can find form and hold it she handles all surfaces and and draws to get a really nice suck run from the low draw i'll have 0.75 units on it at this price i think it's about nine bucks fifty one i want to talk about here is brother's shadow mm. Now he comes up favourite. He's four four forty. I just can't believe that he's favourite. I I don't know why he's favourite. He's he's had two goes at twelve hundred metres and failed like dismally. One of them was last start. He led and and the finish was incredibly weak. Now he's favourite in a race 
that's similar grade carries carries a similar weight, but has to get another furlong mm. and and do some work to find the front. I just I can't believe I can't believe it's favourite. If it wins, I might have egg on my face, but you I'm I'll still stand by it. Like everything that it's doing is indicating that it's not a fourteen hundred metre horse. So you know it was held up first up over a thousand metres, and you could say it was was a little unlucky, but the format of that race has been absolutely putrid. It's interesting just looking through the horses at the top of the market in this race too. You've got Canaday, who's second elect at 550, who won yesterday at Strathalban. Did it? Yeah. Oh, they, Well, it's every chance to run. Yeah, well, they, it's the Adelaide way. It's the post-carnival yeah. Adelaide way, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah, um, yeah, won well, $3.40 yesterday, so... Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, what was it? I like it, Salts. It's uh, more shots at 10 bucks on Top Sport... Uh, trained by Les Nikowski. Cool. I think it's Mike Sikowski's brother. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> 0.75 is a that, minute. Is that Monsters Inc., Mike Sikowski? Yeah, I think no, it might I, be. I, just, I gave you a pity laugh, to be yeah, fair. thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> no it. worries. <laughs> and race eight, you spoke about uh, Diamonds Lobs here. It's a benchmark 82 over the 1,000, um, and you're just waiting to see where that horse sort of accepts, I guess. Yeah, so well... We should know by, I, we should know by now, yeah, shouldn't oh, we? Yeah, I know. But I... I think the race at Flemington sets up better. I don't love the gate over a thousand meters on the park track for this horse on Saturday. I might leave, depending on how the race takes shape, maybe like a few come out and, and it comes in a few barriers. If it's in Adelaide at this stage, you you know, you just because I'm you're tipping it or backing it in one race doesn't mean it's necessarily got the same setup in the other race, you know what I mean? So Let's monitor where she goes. It's a really good point, though, for punters, like when you can fall in or get emotionally attached to a horse. Like if four years ago you could have put Osborne Bulls in any race in the world and I would have backed it because I just love the horse. Yeah, Like, yeah. And I think punters have this um, obsession with following up or trying to catch certain horses, but yeah. you raise a really good point to make sure you assess each race on its merits. Salts? I, I think it's also learning how to use a black book is really important too because – Quite often, someone will black book a horse, and, and quite often it's it's a flashing light horse. But you black book a horse, and you say, oh, "I'm going to follow that next start." That's a horse to follow. Like I'll back that next start. But does that race next start set up for it? Is there any speed on for it to do it? Yeah. What gates are drawn? What's the conditions? You can't just follow things at all costs. Yeah, I'd love it's to a- see the percentage of horses that go into people's black books that are back markers. It'd be, it'd be pretty high. It'd be pretty high, wouldn't it? Quite I reckon often, my back, my black book is made up of like fastest last 400s. Yeah. Well, they're quite often as well the horses that, that get backed on, on Wednesday when markets open then get back out yeah. as well because of that factor. It's a bit like Randy Marsh. Chasing the dragon, Stan. <laughs> Done. Catch the dragon. I'm more a guitar hero now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rose Hill, mate, what can we expect there? Are we gradually sort of wedging our way out of the heavy heavy ranges I, up there? I think so. It's a heavy eight today. It's it's Thursday, one o'clock. Are we turn in the corner? Oh, probably not ever. <laughs> yeah. But it's Thursday, one o'clock. and we'll get 50 mil tomorrow. Yeah, no, nah, there's, there's no rain in the lead up. So I sort of have uh, dummy form around a soft seven. The rail's three metres, and, and it was true last week, and, and they got off, but it played well. I, I thought it played really fairly last week. There's Rail off is so much better than, than rail on because most things, m- more things get their chance. Yep. So I think they'll edge off again. Yep. A race eight, so you're sort of giving, you're sort of shouldering your shouldering arm Steve Smith's sale for the first seven races. Oh, well, there'll be 80 scratchings. Yeah. 
Yeah. So race eight is going to be where your first uh, tip lands, and that's a benchmark 78 for the Phillies and Mares over the six furlongs. Yeah, joviality here for half a unit. And if we price her off her first up run last prep, then I think she's well over the odds. She, she should almost be half this. She gapped third first up last prep. You know, she got no fresh wins, but you look at what she did last prep and you say, well, geez, this is worth a nibble because she's gapped third over 1,100 metres. And the horse she was beaten by was Rule of Law, who won about 86 in a row, <laughs> ended up contesting some listed races. Yeah. Like, he was a very good horse and he was hard fit and she almost grabbed him. And then, then she had four weeks off and one second up. So maybe she does go okay fresh. And I thought the lead-in trial was really quiet. So I think she'll be wound up and, and ready to sprint here fresh. And, and if that track is playing even and, and she can make some ground, then I think she's worth a bet at, at over double-figure odds. Yeah, well, not over double-figures, but yeah. She's at 12 bucks. 12 bucks, yeah. But over, over double-figures is 100. Over $10. <laughs> yeah, over $10, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 12 to 1. Yeah. That's all right. Half a unit there. Joviality, race eight for the Sultan. Race 10 uh, to close things out on the card. It's a benchmark 78 for the enticing geldings and again over the six furlongs. Yeah, Al Buena for 0.85 of a unit. And what he did fresh, he, he was runner up to Menmouth or Nemeth or whatever they, the hell it is. I think they call him the Big M. The Big M, yeah. I spoke to Beery last week. I was like, can you just tell me how to pronounce it? And he's like, nah, I don't know. The owners don't even <laughs> know. Owners, no one knows. It's just a big joke. And, you know, he... He ran super. Like that was one of the highest rating races of the day. That man with win last start, but you know it wasn't a fluke. He was beaten for. What about our man, the bull? Yeah, the bull. <laughs> the so bull. they got went out for some Chinese after and celebrated. But <laughs> you know, he the start prior was second to front page in the Wagga Town Plate. Now front page a very good horse. He had cardiac arrhythmia here at Flemington, so put a line through that. That's a good horse and it's good form and. Al Buena just got way too far back in that race last start and rattled home some of the best splits, late splits of the day. And and what he's got here is is a gait and a jockey change that's going to see him closer to the speed. And and if he's closer to the speed and, and producing a similar finish, well then he's bang on in the finish. And and you know depending on scratchings and what happens, I could have a little more on. But as the market sits now, I'm happy to have that at at around the six fifty. 650 price. Yep, and that's 0.85 of a unit El Buena at $6.50 on Top Sport at the moment. Hey, now I'm I'm not having any any win bets at Eagle Farm, but you are and and what you're going to do is have a look at one particular horse in the Group 1 Queensland Oaks over 2200 meters and that's in race 9 at Eagle Farm. Yeah, I'm specking. So it's like foot specs. It's foot specs. Foot, this, foot, this the segment. I think I've flutters. I think I've had one tip so far today, but I am specking the Group 1. I always like personally I know we, I don't I'm not a professional tipster. I'm not a professional form analyst. I recognize that, but I love to just have a bet in group ones. Like it's just my thing. I just got to have a dab. Well, we've got our comp with our mates, which sort of, you know, if I'm not having a bet, it sort of does give me still a bit of an interest, which is good. Yeah. I find them just hard to really sit back and and watch. I still like, might not give them out on the show even, but I'll just still try and find Uh, something. But um, I, I just think, why can't Jerome Hunter win his first group one here with Barb Raider? So, he had a month between runs, but despite that, oh, sorry, she, I should say, because it's an Oaks, oh um, she came out and won the group two, the Roses, last start at Eagle Farm, which was only, what, last Saturday. So yeah. with a regular rider, Craig Williams as well in the saddle, and she, she was tough, and I think that will top her up for this and for the 2,200-metre trip, just up 100 metres, but 
Yeah, I just can't see why Barb Raider doesn't go on and win this. I think the the fancies, and we'll talk about this in Unit of the Week, spoiler alert, but the favourite starting, you know, at Doombin. Yeah, it'd be Barrier 17 yeah, once, once, once they the come scratchings in. Yeah, come out. sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Barb Raider around eight bucks is just worth a little flutter. And if you can't get emotionally invested for Jerome, then, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm with her. So I did I did like her fight last start. Like, she had a will to win. She was there to be beaten. Yeah, kept going. Definitely. My, yeah, my, she was tough. My little issue with her would be, like, she wears concussion plates. Mm. So, like, what's a seven-day backup for a horse that that's feet aren't 100%? Like, mm. maybe she will, maybe she won't, but she's tough. And I know the scheduling was moved around a little bit up mm. there, but this is this is the GF. Like, you know, they're not going to... They weren't going to throw her into the Oaks unless she was absolutely primed for the Oaks as well. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. But that's uh, that's my play up there for now, Salts. But that means it's time for... Unit. All right, it is time for Unit of the Week, Salts. And our Unit of the Week this week is Jack Nicholson. And he wrote in on he wrote in on Twitter. And uh, I've got a question for you, though, before we get to his tip. Hey, who would you rather bone, Meg Ryan or Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson now or 1974? 74. Meg Ryan. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's a good question, Salts. Who would you rather bone, Meg Ryan or Jack Nicholson, 1974? <laughs> He's gone. Oh, well, I'm, I'm hetero, so I'll go Meg. <laughs> Jack Nicholson looks like a pug. <laughs> this is just for the listeners I'm sure out this, there. I'm sure this guy hasn't heard this, all this shit before. <laughs> this isn't the 1974 Jack Nicholson either. Yeah. This, is our, this is our unit army, Jack Nicholson. And, mate, this is his tip. What's going on, units? Love the show. Going to keep it simple for you this week. The Gypsy with the Wizard on. First time out of the gumbo this prep and will be a different horse on top of the deck. She's going to jump from the car park, but we'll still have time for Willie to stop by the Caxton for a beer before she's going to be way <laughs> too strong for them late. Race nine, Eagle Farm, Gypsy Goddess. See you around. Go, go, go. <laughs> oh, my God, I am the winner. <laughs> Uh, oh, so we good. are on, and he also messaged Salts and said, $200 bonus bet, all for Horse Rescue Australia. Um, he wants it all there, doesn't want anything himself. So Jack Nicholson, if that if that wins only, you will get also sent a, a two units prize pack, mm. but it has to win. Much sought after. Yeah, it has, it has to, you know, who's past Barb Raider. <laughs> good luck. Mate, time for two units, best bets around Australia, and I'm sticking with the theme of Eagle Farm, so... Got a couple of tips there with the unit and myself in the Oaks, but I'm going nice and early in the card for my best, and that's in race three, the Phoenix and political debate at around the $2 quote. I think there's been a little bit of more money actually this morning, but mate, absolute head turner last start in the spirit of boom, over 1,200. Darted up the inside on what looked like the inferior going for the day. They were all fanning and got into his work. The last 100 is just utterly explosive, and I'm unsure if everything stops in the field or if Paul Walker and Vin Diesel have given him some nos because he absolutely hums. And I reckon about 50 metres after the post, he's level with the winners. So really gets into his work there, gets up to 1,500 metres this start. We'll just eat that. Gains the services of J-Mac and 
currently $4 on all-in markets for the JJ Atkins, which is over a mile. So you'd like to see him really just eating up the 1,500 here, and I think even money's good money, political debate. Well, Chris Waller knows which ones to send to the JJ Atkins, and, and he can win that race. And, and good luck to the owners too, the... Um, Coolmore, we uh, we really hope they can, they can get another couple of Ws. Yeah, and... yeah. Now you, you mentioned his, his last two hundred was was really good on the day mm. as well, and, and you know out of the race four, six, eight were all race fastest. Do you know at Eagle Farm things in lane one? Lane one from the four hundred to home at Eagle Farm has a winning strike rate of three point four percent. So you just basically don't win hard up against the fence. So not only, like you mentioned, like things were fanning that day. Mm. They fan for a reason because you don't win in lane one. So he's done all that against the pattern. And, you know, I, I looked at this race as well for the, the layback show I didn't. And I looked at this particular horse and I flat out almost have had a bet at Eagle Farm myself. It was just a, just a little bit of, about that money came this morning that he was you know, two dollars five or two dollars ten, and I thought, yeah. oh, geez, I'd love two fifty. Yeah. So sure. I, this is one of the, like I'll actually wait to see what happens with the market with this race. It's a type of combination and silks trainer jockey that probably won't get back out, but if it did, I'd back it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, into like a dollar ninety already today. Oh, Secu- is that right? Yeah. yeah. Secure at the two ten, but it's not helping our listeners. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's your best, mate? Flemington race six, it's a benchmark 84 over 2,000 metres. I'm very keen here on Lyrical Lad for Phil Stokes. And he's had three runs at 1,600 metres this prep. And what that does is it absolutely primes him to get to 2,000 metres here fourth up. And of those three mile runs, the clear best of those was when he got to Flemington last start in a track with a little bit of give. And what did he do? He got held up and then he burst clear and ran the fastest last 200 metre split of the entire meeting. He's had one go in his career at 2,000 metres. He was well in the market. He he was part of a bunch finish, but in that bunch finish was Nerve Not Verve, who's gone on to win a group race since. Dyquin Sweet Jr. won the Adelaide Cup. It was a race that produced really good form. Any rain is a bonus. Any give in the track is a bonus. The horse swims, but, you know, it's not going to be heavy there. It's, it's Flemington, but, you know, a six would just be perfect for a horse like this, and he'll be hitting the line hard. And, and for that type of run I, that I think, predicts going to be an advantage at Flemington on Saturday, just that sort of midfield cover and then and then coming out of out of the slipstream at, at say the four or five hundred, he's going to get that and I think he'll win. I'll have one and a half units on him. I like that. Good push. And uh Salts, you I've sound like a broken record here. And it's what started off as just making comments in jest. The Magnus Bellagio form is through the roof at the moment, and there's a bit of lyrical lad in that. We mm. had a class one at Geelong oh, a few months ago now where Star of Chaos won, Magnus Bellagio second, Vitruvius third. Those two won at Sandown. There were more behind that still yeah. won as well. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then what? They Those two won at um, Sandown yesterday. Mm. Then you had lyrical lad in the $150,000 Cranbourne Cup feature race there. Yeah. And mate, I'm, and you've got Magnus Bellagio winning on the synthetic at Sunshine Coast. Wasn't he like twenty six bucks? Or yeah, something? I might add a little just pity bet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. Two units. Two units. <laughs> <laughs> two Unbelievable. Units. <laughs> um, hey, our mul- our multis have been. Geez, we're oh, getting close. We just got nutted. Do you know what? You can't. It's the classic. You can't eat overs, like because there's money coming for our selections too, mm. and it's just it's frustrating yeah. me. Well, they're not easy to get multis, but. That's why they're 
decent prices, but we're, we're close and I'm confident this week. Yeah, and we'll put that out on our Twitter sphere, will we? Or Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, we'll yep. put, like we, we won't talk about it yet, but we've got an idea of how we might play and we'll yeah. get the odds out yep. on our Twitter sphere a little bit later. But, um, mate, that's it for the show for this week. Um, hey, if you do love the show, can you please just hop on Apple iTunes or Spotify, give us five stars, give us a bit of loving because it boosts us up those rankings and that's what we're here for we love the algorithm we're competitive jets <laughs> <laughs> mate what's on for the races this week for you uh i'll just be watching at home mate and then again off to the footy on uh sunday arvo collingwood nice. hawthorne geez the pies are up and about uh, mate. They, you're yeah. up and about too. yeah i am <laughs> nothing better than beating the old uh, the old arch rival in the blues how do you like them? <laughs> <laughs> nice mate and catch us on rsn tomorrow as usual from 10 30 enjoy the weekend we'll be back next thursday have a good one <laughs>